This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Done a podcast today. We we, we, we missed the pub last week, so we thought we'd, we'd come back to the pub this week. And we, we've come straight after the game, the Birmingham City game. We're sitting here pontificating after what could have been Lee Carsley's first game after Marianus Dijkhausen left. If you haven't checked out the Marianus Dijkhausen podcast that we did, check it out on Audio Boom. But Lee Carsley... He has joined the coaching staff. He is our head coach. And it was his first game. We played Birmingham City. We were hopeful that we'd get the two points, or the three points, sorry. But unfortunately, it isn't quite to be. And so we're here outside the pub pontificating after the match, thinking, is it going right? Is it going wrong? Is it too early? I'm here, Billy Grant. I'm with Nick Carfew. How are you doing, Nick? Um, I've been better. I've been better, to be honest. On evenings like this, it's hard to get up for it. Um, there were not many positives out of tonight's game, as you probably heard on the uh, post-match podcast. I was pretty down about that. As evening wears on, maybe I'll be able to be more positive about things to come. There's not much of the evening left, to be quite honest with you. And I think, you know, if things carry on like this, I might have to call an ambulance. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm, a, I'm a bit worried about you, Nick. Dave... Um, are you a bit more upbeat than my friend here? I would have settled for two points, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have taken the two points all day long. Um, um, but I must admit, on, on the way out, someone said something to me. I think it was like, the irony was brilliant. Um, that, that defeat was so much better. And um, we're losing a lot better than we, we have been in the previous defeats this season. Um, I think there's a lot of people... What did, what did he mean about that? Well, he said, well, we've lost again, but the performance was better, I think. I, th- I think that's what he meant. I don't... Was it the fact that we were actually nil all at half-time, maybe? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a, a partial clean sheet. Um, what's really worried me tonight is, is people that I trust and people whose opinions I respect are starting to show 
real signs of concern and worry. Um, and the dogfight word starting to... to uh, this, the, my, my biggest problem is there's not enough goals in this team at the moment. We, we, looked, we looked more creative in the middle, but it, we weren't linking it with the, the forwards. We, look, we looked OK at the back for a large chunk of that. I don't think Birmingham deserved to win. We need to work on linking a, a creative midfield with chances now, and I, and I think I don't think I don't think the squad's necessarily bad. Um, and I think Matt, I'm not going to I'm not going to steal Matt's um, uh, br- no no he's, <laughs> Matt's brilliant um, incisive. Uh, Nick, I'll let him say this. I'll let him say this. I'll let him say it. Matt. Matt, your thoughts on, on, on the game now? Because I know you always come from a sort of a thinking man's perspective and you see things that people don't like the pigeon that was on the, sort of the top of the roof and stuff like that. You just you see all these things that we don't see. So what, what are your thoughts this time, Matt? Um, it was disappointing. And um, I think what Dave was referring to, I might as well get this off my chest to start with, is that um, we, we've, we've brought in some players. we bought in, uh, I still think, some, some reasonably good players. Um, but we've brought players in to play in the top half of this league. And if we're going to be scrapping down in the bottom half of this league, then I don't think we've got the right players for that. So we need to get a run going very soon because um, I'm not sure. I, I still think that, you know, we, we, we've got players that can win games and stuff in, um, when you're playing well and when the confidence is up. But I don't think we've got players at the moment, or enough of them, they are going to scrap draws out and, um, you know, home wins when we desperately need them if, we're, if we slide down to the bottom of the league. I think, I think you know, to, to sort of underline that is, is the whole Kirschbaumer conundrum. Yeah. A lot of people were saying Kirschbaumer, um, you know, I, don't, I still don't get him. Well, you, 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 we saw in the first half he was a more, a more direct and more effective player. That's when we're going forward. He's, not, he's, he's an attacking midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder is is not is not one to to sort of like to to sort of get the ball and 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 just keep possession and just do what Birmingham did Birmingham tonight they really did, they came and they did a job on us if I'm being honest with you we had all that possession um, we created precious few chances and they're the ones that have gone home with the two points so interesting I mean there's views from the, the, the from the lads around the table here today um, everyone's a little bit slightly down on it but let's go back to listen to what the people in the pub had to say about it because we've got different views from both Brentford fans and from Birmingham fans who are actually quite complimentary about Brentford. You might say they would be because they got the three points, but they were quite complimentary about us. So let's hear what these fans had to say after the game. First half, we controlled the ball well, like lots of passing, just weren't precise enough with the finish, just weren't finishing it up. And then second half, just weren't taking account the fact that Birmingham were just playing much further forward on the break and then just sprinting past us, especially down that right-hand side. They were just swinging in, ball after ball after ball. First few minutes, first 20 minutes, I think Birmingham probably edged it, started slowly. Good news for Brentford fans. We got into the game 30 minutes earlier than normal. Button made a couple of great saves. Confidence slowly starting to improve crowd got behind Brentford and I think from then on we pushed on. We played well for the next well, until the last 20 minutes of the second half. Up until that point we were completely in control of the game. The biggest question I have for the besotted crew is this where's the leadership on that on that pitch? Because I can tell you I was sat on the halfway line 
and there wasn't any Brentford fan talking, any Brentford player talking to anyone else on that pitch. Heads went down. You would have thought we'd be used to going behind by now, but, but no one was speaking up. No one was rallying the players. We got limited options on the bench as it is, and there was nothing. It was, it was quiet. The crowd were quiet. You would have thought you'd be able to hear the players, and it was dead. That's my biggest worry. I think we played very, very well. I was speaking to a couple of Birmingham fans I'm here with tonight, and they said they've pretty got much their first, their first choice 11 players out tonight on that pitch. And we've got, what, five, six of the first choice 11 we would have intended of playing at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, full credit to the boys, they kept on going, but at the same time, there's a lot more in this team. It will come. But I've got a question of leadership. I'm not sure Jake Beck was the, the best person to be leading that team. I think for the first the first half, you had us bang to rights. The technique, uh, the passing, I think we were second to the ball. Um, but Birmingham City are a different team to last year. We've got confidence. We um, I've watched them quite you know quite a few times this year, home and away. We soak up the pressure. We soak up the pressure, and then we break. And that's what we did. I mean, we scored from a set piece. Anyone can score from a set piece. But when you have the confidence, especially when you have the, 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 like the belief that we have, um, it's fair to say I'm delighted with 2-0. Unfortunately, some of the fans are getting impatient now. But you've got to be patient. We're in the championship, and it's going to be... They were sport by last season, and they've got to realise this season's going to be difficult. The players themselves will respond... We may, we may need to get a player on loan up front. It was just a game of two first halves of two halves. You dominated us in the first half of the first half. First half hour, you were all over us, didn't have a sniff. And the first half hour of the second half, you were all over us, didn't have a sniff. But we weathered the storm, we got on top, and our firepower came through. You're, I think you're one goal scorer away from looking like a really decent side. And uh, I think that's the difference between Brentford this year and last year. I think, uh, I, think, I think if you'd had a goal scorer today, then we would have been in trouble. I think I agree with what he said, that you were on top for at least half of both halves. The first half for both of them. But there weren't too many chances where you had anybody that looked like in on the end of anything. And even when Donaldson wasn't in on the end of things, he was always making two of your defenders keep an eye on him. And that's what he does for us. He distracts the, he distracts the other team. You must have seen it yourselves when he was here. So there we have it. Post-match, talk to people in the pub. Um, Bees fans, a little bit despondent, but some of them are saying we need to give the team time. Birmingham fans, they were saying we were actually one striker short of being a good team, and actually we've made the right move in putting Carsley in, in charge. But then they would say that because he's an ex-Birmingham player. What do you say about that, Nick? It's far too early to judge, and you know I think the continuity um, is probably to be welcomed um, rather than bringing somebody totally new, fresh into the club. Um, Lee Carsley knows how Brentford operates. He knows the players. He knows the young players. Um, he'll know the, 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 all the backroom staff. So I think it's you know it's far too early to say about this. Um, my worry about um, going forward is that um, is he the right person or can he motivate the team because as I think I said in the podcast after the Birmingham game what worried me is that there wasn't that much passion shown and I really want to see players up for it because we're into a bit of a battle we're into a bit of a fight um, not 
you know, not scrapping, but playing decent football, but while recognising that you need to you need to be up for it. And I didn't see 11 players up for it um, on the Birmingham game. Um, hopefully, with a bit more time, Lee will be able to rise them up for the Derby game on Saturday. I mean, let's just get the elephant out of the room and let's just say it as it is now. We're, we're in a situation now where... You know, Brentford have just, you know, we've got a new manager this season. I think a lot of the fans are, what are the words? They're confused, they're a bit despondent, they're a bit pissed off, they're a bit angry, they're a bit hopeful. Let's throw all these words into the, in, in, into the pot because that's what's happening out there. You're people talking all sorts of stuff. We had a scenario where we had, you know, Mark Warburton. Let's go back to that. Some people say don't reflect back to that, but we had that where people were comfortable, but that never happened. So what's happened is that we've got a new system where we bought into a new manager. And the fans, because they're positive, they've bought into a new system, a new manager, everything like that, which they've bought into, you know, yeah, okay, we'll say some, but you know, a lot of people do, they bought into the idea, they said, okay, this is where Brentford want to go, this is where the, the way we're going to go, this is the manager, this is the system, this is the, this is the next level this is where we're going to go to. Now, after literally a month, it's gone, no, that's not, that's not, that's not the right way anymore. Now, people... I've got a bit. Some people got a right to to feel actually a little bit despondent, a little bit like, what the hell's going on? Don't you think? Yeah, I, 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 I just don't think. You know, I, I think it's a slightly rudderless ship, to be honest with you. I, you know, we, we, we've said, we've said that. You know, we as a as a fanzine and as individuals, we've been really understanding and we've really we've really backed what, what's been going on. And um, I think it was right to do so. You know, and I still think I still think it's a very very good squad. But I think Matt's got it absolutely spot on. We've we've equipped ourselves for a, um, a scrap at the top end of the division, not a scrap at the bottom. End. Um, and there are there are signs that you know we we could be in a real dogfight, and you know then you've got to be way. I mean, I, I, you know I don't I think we've got resources, and I think we've got the nous to, to go into the loan market, and we've got January to, to turn things around. But you know um, it would just be a massive disappointment if, uh, if 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 we 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 work we you know this is a huge turnaround. I, I, I think it would be really worrying if if in January we were going out into the loan market or even into the buying market to buy players to help us get out of relegation. I don't think we want to be in that position in January. Um, and, you know, we've got some important games coming up. Teams like Rotherham, you know, Wolves... We've got to be beating those teams. We've got Derby on Saturday, um, and we've got a little break, and then, you know, we're, we're looking, you know got the, the QPR game is is massive for us. You've always said this. You've you've said this previously that QPR is massive. Why do you see it as such a massive well, game apart from the obvious? Well, yeah, apart from the obvious. I, I just think it's... I, I think it's... Um, last year we looked... We, the, the Fulham match was massive for us because that showed us that it was a game where, where a, a supposedly superior local rival came down and we showed them. Um, and, yeah, it, it took a last-minute yacht goal, but it, that, that night gave us a lot of belief, and I, I think we we need some sort of shot in the arm. We need an adrenaline shot. We need some something to get us up and at people. Um, There's terms I heard tonight, like we need you know lack of heart, a lack of fight, a lack of leadership, and you know you, you can't you can't eat, you can't really argue with that. But you know we're we're now in a position. 
question of, of being slightly more philosophical based on what we've seen rather than wanting or assuming it's going to be bad from the off like a lot of people have done you know you, we, we've witnessed where we're where our weaknesses are um, and we, we we can see where it needs to change and they're not they're not massive changes you know we're not we're not talking about we don't we're not talking that we need 11 more players or this is we we, we need key players I just think it really is as simple as the midfield needs to link with the, the forwards and they need they need to work on that in training Jurisin's a poacher he's, he's a really good striker he's not getting that kind of ball Canos great winger tonight it's too predictable he comes on after 70 minutes um, and he's supposed to turn the game around Birmingham were expecting it you know we, we, we need to change it up we need to be clever we weren't clever enough tonight I thought I thought um, tonight I thought it was interesting tonight that I felt we actually tried to play to what I would consider to be V-based strengths tonight by, um, I mean, from what I could make out, we played a diamond in midfield, and probably the first time we'd done that since, you know, since Rosler was at the club. And um, the whole idea was to bring V-Babe into the middle to play with Jurison. Um and it didn't come off. I, I would have said it. I, I would have thought, you know, okay, this is the night where we see Vibe at his best because because we've seen him struggle out wide, and now we've given him the opportunity this evening, and it, and, it, and again, it hasn't come off. And I don't know if that's because he's now lacking confidence because he's been played out of position, um, or um, or he's not the player that we think he is. And you know, I, I but a lot of this is about confidence, and um, and I, it goes back to what I said at the beginning: is that we've got a lot of players that need to play on confidence. They need to be in a, in a winning side. It's, you know, I, I'm not convinced. We haven't got out and out luxury players, but there's but there's an element of luxury to a few of the players. And in winning sides, they're great. In losing sides, we, you know, you, you need more battlers. And I'm, and I'm, I guess I'm making the same point I've already made. So I'll let somebody else carry on. You, you suddenly turned me around, though, in a bit of the way that you were talking about the confidence. But you've given me a bit of confidence in the recognition that if we were did play a diamond formation and you're better tactics man than I am if we did play a diamond formation tonight with it, which we haven't played for since since Uwe had gone Lee Carsley changed that within 24 hours now give Carsley a bit of time to be able to um, install that idea in, in his players so you know he's got another three days before the derby game and then actually the international break can't come soon enough for us to be able to can't come soon enough for us at, at any time to to, to 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 build on this we could do really well um, so actually Matt thank you very much you brought a bit of confidence and cheer back into my heart thank I mean, you that's, that, that's the way I saw it I thought Tumani played in front of the back four Woods played on the let me think um, right Kirschbaumer on the left um, and Judge at the, at the at the front of it that's the way I saw it tonight it's interesting, you, you know, you've just come back and said exactly what I was going to say about Lee Carsley. Um, I was going to ask a question about Carsley. I mean, I'm going to keep emphasising the fact that he's only had one day to do his job, and he's obviously trying to change things. We were playing a particular style of football last week, you know, which was instilled by a previous coach, and now we're playing a different style of football. And I'm just wondering whether or not Lee Carsley, you know, uh, he, he, he obviously needs time, but are there a few chinks of light that you saw there today which you're thinking, not be funny, he's only had one day. He's had one day to do something with this team. He's tried to say to them, listen guys, I know what you've been told for the last two months, but let's try this for now. And he's got players that have come in from Austria and, and all sorts of places, and he's trying to teach them something else. 
is there a chink of light here that you're thinking, listen, hold on a second, Brentford, the new Brentford are actually going to be able to perform in, in, a, in a particular way over the next couple of months? I think the, the, the chink of light I had was um, there were two periods, one in the first half, in the middle of the first half, one in, early in the second half where he moved the ball quicker um, around, between players and I think we've done this season. Um, and that was, I'd say if you want a chink of light, that was one. Um, because I think one of the things we've been really guilty of this season is we've been quite, we've been a lot more pedestrian than we have been um, than we were last season. And, um, and why is that? Why is that? I just I, maybe because you're playing Tumani and McCormack in midfield, and I think probably you know they're less likely to play one-touch balls. If you look at Woods tonight, he tried to keep the ball moving, and it was you know he was like got the ball, moved it on, got the ball, moved it on, got the ball, moved it on as much as he could. Um, so that was my. If you want a chink of light, I'll give you that as a chink of light. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Woods was an encouraging introduction. Um, I think I think in the first half in particular we we part we did pass it around really slickly. Um, I, I, you know, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people going to say you know your possession stats, but didn't get you a goal, did it? But you know, I'll be honest with you, a lot of people said that a lot of times last year as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, you, you can use it's just, you know possession football and yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily lead to goals, but it does it does show you're a quite a good team. Um, so I, I, I think the, the, the pluses are that I think they did play really well for Carsley in the first half I think they lost their way in the second half there is work to be done on the training ground but I think he is he is a kind of he's a, a kind of player or kind of coach that will get he will know what he needs to do um, so I, th I think all we can do is go to Derby see what happens then go into the international break recharge our batteries then start our season again properly when we come back. I think the one thing he does need to work on in the next few days is our set-piece defending, um, which has been poor this season um, and was shown up again tonight. Um, and hopefully, you know, the few players need to need to need to work out exactly what it is that we're doing. The the, the goal that um, Bur the first goal that Birmingham scored it didn't help that McCormack was injured, and I think it uh, had just before, and I think it, that Birmingham scored because McCormack couldn't pick up his man, probably because he was physically hurting. But uh, set-piece defending has been a weakness of ours this season and uh, Lee Carsey needs to sort that out, which I'm sure he can do. So, time to deviate for a minute, because we've got another game on Saturday. A trip up to the East Midlands, Derby to be precise, to the zone where Darren Bent caused many a Bees fans to cry last season with his last-minute equaliser. We thought we were after the game after that. So we thought to find out about all things Derby, we thought we'd catch up with Nick Webster, the DCFC flag man. How you doing, Nick? How you doing, mate? All right. I'm not bad. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Looking forward to the game on Saturday, of course, to hopefully, for us anyway, get our first home win. It's all changed at the iPro Stadium, so McLaren is out, Clement is in, and it looked like you were going to absolutely walk the league back in November, yeah, but you completely blew it. Despite Bent scoring that last-minute equaliser against us back in April, an absolute gutter. You know, you just kind of went to pot. What, what went wrong? Well, what went right? Um, a bit crazy, really, you look back on it. Funnily enough, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, was two years to the day uh, that Steve McLaren first joined us. Um, his first game, kind of, was 4-1 down at home to Ipswich, and then we drew 4 all um, at full-time. So, yeah, a lot. it's been a whirlwind of the two years. Um, 
I think with Steve McLaren, he kind of lost the dressing room towards the end of the season. You know, we only beat Blackpool, we only beat Millwall. Um, and, you know, obviously both of them teams ended up getting relegated. So the form wasn't good enough. And, then, you know, in my opinion, and quite a few others, the players didn't want didn't to perform for him as such. And uh, we'd nosedive badly. And, and in a way, I think it was a blessing in disguise that we lost that final home game uh, quite heavily against Reading. Um, if we'd got into the playoffs, we would have been embarrassed. Um, and I say, yeah, it's been a big upheaval. Uh, Paul Clement coming in. Uh, Mr. Ancelotti's number two for quite a while. Um, bit of expectation around the half row at the minute, but we've obviously spent quite a fair bit of money. Um, but as you know, um, just because you've got the biggest budget in the league doesn't mean that you're going to get anywhere in the league. Um, and at the minute, it's just a case of the players getting to know each other and, and, and trying to gel so we can, we can push on. That's interesting. And, and Paul Clement's come in. I mean, we call him a, a, an FB manager. We've we started to make up all these names. An FB manager. That's a, that's a foreign British manager, as opposed okay. to a, a, as opposed to a BF manager, which is a British foreign manager. Um, <laughs> I know. They, 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 I know. No, no. So, so like a British foreign manager, something like Uwe Rosler. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. he's uh, he comes from abroad, but he actually knows the British way, as opposed to a yeah. foreign manager and a British manager. So. Interesting. You've got an FB manager on board. Uh, it was it was quite slow to start off. If you had draws against Borough, uh, Charlton, Derby, and Bolton, and you lost to Leeds, but this month, like I said, you've been unbeaten. You know, um, Preston, Reading, you know, franchise FC, you've beaten them. Also, you've drawn against Burnley. So you you, you think you're starting to find your feet? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're quite lucky in a way against franchise FC on Saturday because. Um, they obviously had a chance cleared off a line and, you know, a lot of people, probably including Derby fans, we were all saying, oh, we shouldn't have won 3-1, but we did. And, you know, this league's not all about performances, is it? You've got to get the results. That's all that matters. I mean, today's quite a few of the games you mentioned before were having a lot of possession, but we weren't doing anything with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can have all the possession you want, but you've, you've got to put the ball in the onion now if you want to, you know, you want to get anywhere in this league. And, and that's why it was important that... Um, we beat MK Dons, um, as we did. I mean, you look back at Leeds, they scored a 90th minute wonder goal. Um, or you look at the Charlton goal, they scored, I think, because of the deflection or something, or we should have beaten Birmingham. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's coming together, and it's interesting, Paul Clement. You know, we mentioned about him being abroad. It's quite interesting that he's one of them that is English that has been working abroad. Um, will that improve the English game? I think, you know, if you look to the continent, you know, you go as far as saying, well, English teams don't really perform in the Champions League, so I think it, I think it'll be good for us that we've got someone that works brought together a new way over here. Um, he's already started. One of the things that's new for us is the goalkeepers rotating quite a lot because a lot of the other positions do it, uh, but it's quite new for goalkeepers to do it. And between Scott Carson and Lee Grant, they've been rotating quite a lot, and that's new to us. Um, so there's quite yeah, there's there's quite a few other things that he does. Uh, but I mean, team morale's good. They were all um, paintballing yesterday. That's right. Uh, no, I'm talking about no that. injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean, right. I mean, it's, 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 it's old, great to see stuff like that. Well, the old team bonding methods, it seems, are the best. I mean, he took, uh, Clement took them paintballing. I mean, I'm just wondering, who do you reckon had the, had the best shot out of your lot? Johnny Russell. <laughs> right, I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether they took it seriously. Man. We used to have the team bonding under Clough quite a lot. You know, they would go away and they would go out to Marbella and, and things like that. All the players would off to Vegas or something. But... On the McLaren, we didn't kind of have that team morale bonding, and I think it's sporting. It's all about, for me anyway, I think team spirit bonding will get you a lot more results than uh, than having the best players in the league anyway. Yeah, that's my opinion. Is, 
you see that a lot with a lot of teams where you look at them and they've not got individuals, but they actually play together as a team. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what, you know, some teams are trying to do. They're trying to say, we haven't got the money to go out and buy the best players, but what we do is we get a manager who can pull them together and actually get the play. So, I mean, I know you've got a lot of money. You've bought some players. I mean, who's started to look good for you? Oh, crikey. Uh, well, funny enough, one of our existing players, two of our existing players have stood out for me. Uh, that's Kia. He's lost the, um, the captain armband this year. He's club captain, but not team captain. And he's really stood out for us. And, you know, he was obviously the, the scapegoat for Wembley, if you like. So he's had a really good season. Johnny Russell, absolutely on fire, uh, in himself a new contract. He's, he's been one of the outstanding players. Uh, and th- probably them two for me. Um, there's a few players that need to, to step up, I think, or just to see what they're capable of. Uh, but at the minute, because we've got so many new signings, it's just a case of, well, look, let's, let's wait and see in jail. You can definitely see the potential there. Um, that, that's without that. I mean, the 0-0 against Burnley, you, although it was only a draw, you could see the potential and you can say, OK, when it clicks, it's going to click and, and somebody's going to be on the end of a hammer in here. Yeah, no, I hear that. And, and, and from the Brentford side, you mean you obviously know we're undergoing major surgery at the moment. Yeah, you know. major. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Mark Warburton has gone, you know, the, the reasons for that has been all well documented. Yes, you know, has, the, yeah. the manager that took over from him, which is Marinus Dijkhausen, he left after nine matches. Um, the reasons for that are probably slightly less documented, but we can only just assume that what was written on the tin wasn't quite what was tasted when the tin was opened. <laughs> That's a good um, way of putting it. <laughs> you know, and, and maybe... We should have a look at that and say maybe the person should have actually read the ingredients, you know, maybe the small print on the tin and read them a bit better before the tin was opened. But that's all, you know, submission, you know, that's all you can assume when you've only got so much information, you know. So um, yeah. that's, in the, that's, that's in the past. And then obviously we've got our new caretaker manager, Lee Carsley, who told the world on Tuesday night they actually never wanted a job. So it's all hunky-dory down the <laughs> Along with well, a dozen, yeah. dozen injuries, we've got a dozen injuries, we've got players that have been sold and everything like that. So, uh, it's all probably looking like it's going to be a 3-0 with the Brentford after all of that. Uh, nothing's, guaranteed in, nothing's guaranteed in this league. But for us, I mean, it's great to welcome back Lee Carsley because he was very much uh, part of the successful team, if you like, we had under the Bold Eagle back in the late 90s, yeah. um, early 2000s. So, you know, it's going to be great to see that he's doing well for himself, although he doesn't okay. want the job. It's easy. You know, it's great to see him. And, of course... I think you've got Paul Williams, Jossie, um, as one of your coaches as well, haven't you? That's right, we do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, Jossie was quite a good player for us, but we can't remember if he's duck against 90, in the uh, 94 playoff final against Leicester that we lost. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and he was a bit of a, one of them that kind of left us. I think we went to playing Coventry, so. Oh. Yeah, so oh. two, two Derby old boys. Okay, cool. So at least they'll get a good reception when they come down to Derby. Which, oh, which definitely, is good, Carsley, well, definitely, definitely. That's a little bit of a booster for that. Also, we, <laughs> we have to mention as well, you know, Saturday is National 20s Plenties Day, or is, weekend yeah. is actually National 20s Plenty Weekend. So fans from up and down the country will be showing their support for 20s Plenty, which is the campaign for affordable football. The fact that clubs should be looking at charging away fans a maximum of 20 quid to get into matches up and down the divisions. That's, that's what the vibe is. That's what the thought is. They thought that if everyone sticks to that, you know, everyone gets a little bit less money. All the clubs get a little bit less money. So it's not as if anyone's going to be penalised. And also you're giving something back to the fans. So, you know, it's not wrong with that. And we've been campaigning. So Saturday's going to be day, the day for that. Um, we'll be meeting you outside the ground before the match with our 20s plenty banner. There's a special Brentford 20s plenty banner, which we've got. You know, so we're going to meet you before the ground and fans are going to get together to show a bit of unity. You'll be doing some stuff for Derby on that front as well, haven't you? 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've been involved in the, the 20s French. Quite a lot of our fans are aware of it. Um, unfortunately, we were at the other hand of a, uh, a robin, if you like, from uh, the, the guys down at Norris when we got charged £40, yeah, 40, uh, for our championship game. Uh, I think it was around March time. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're quite well in advance um, with the old 20s blends. I mean, the club are, we've, we've stressed quite a few things to the club, so they're aware of it. And, of course, it's going to be great to see your banner that's going to be going up in the ground as well, which is all sorted. Um, so that's good. So, yeah, it's going to get, it's going to get great, great, great publicity. So, listen, Saturday, just give us your school prediction. How do you think your team's going to get on? Oh, listen, I've, I've, I've said to you before, didn't I, someone's going to get hammering. It could well be you, it could well not be, but I'm going to stretch it out and go 4-1, purely because what you said with Carsley not wanting the job, I think that's going to go off onto your players. I'm going to go 4-1, but probably 2-1 to you or something. <laughs> OK, all right. Listen, the DCFC flagman, wicked name. You can follow him on Twitter. He tweets all over the place. He's also got a massive flag. You'll see it behind the goal. Um, our flag will, which is not so massive, probably be beside it somewhere like that. And we'll be catching up. You'll probably see photographs and that from before the game of us outside the stadium. Derby fans, Bees fans, 20s plenty. Flagman, great catching up with you. Thanks, and, uh, mate. I appreciate it and enjoy your visit to Derby on Saturday. I'm, I'm going to talk about, you know, another thing as well. We're, we're going to talk about the team and we're going to talk about leadership. Um, we're not going to go necessarily into the Bidwell argument because I know that's been flying around on, on Twitter and on social networking. But let's just talk about, in general, the leadership because uh, one of the fans that we spoke to after the matches you hear on the post-match podcast talked about the fact that he was very disappointed that when we went one goal down, everybody's heads went down, but he didn't see a leader in the middle of the pitch that actually picked everybody up and actually brought our team forward and said, come on, let's have some of this, like, you know. Now, at the end of the day, yes, maybe after all the events, you may turn around and say, well, that's fair enough, you wouldn't expect that, but, you know, we've got professional footballers on the pitch, and surely you, this situation, you would have got a new manager who really needed to get a result today, and you would have to have got somebody on the pitch who would have said, hold on, come on, guys, we need to take this by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, I agree. I, I do agree, actually. The reaction to the first goal was a lot of players... I, um, I seem to remember that there was no sort of urgency to get the ball back and get going again, from what, what I can recall. Um, so I kind of take that point, and um, and yeah, I, I, I there, there was I think there was an element of of you know some of the attacking players trying to you know shout, come on, let's get let, let, let's. Um, Let's get the ball back and get and get playing again because that's the only way you're going to get back into the game. But there was definitely something. I think the ball just disappeared for a, a good few seconds, and there was no attempt even from Button to get it out of the net if it was still in the net at that point. Just just heard a very. I just had a phone call from someone who was in the press conference tonight, and they just said it was the most bizarre press conference they've ever been into in their life. Lee Carsley has said on record in front of all the press that he, dis, he didn't want this job. He never put his hand up for this job, and he's walking away at the end of the season. He doesn't want to be Brentford manager. That's uh, interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, um, you know, just to throw more into the uh, uh, another grenade into the, the, the centre of the park. There, um, maybe this is part of the reason why um, it, it, it's taken, you know, I say so long, but things have sort of kind of happened in the past couple of weeks. Um, I mean, what you've got to say about how I mean, he does that? What you say about that, Nick? <laughs> Flab flabbergasted is the word to that. Um, I'm that too slightly worrying because I mean, if we talk about leadership, um, leadership has got to come from the leadership has got to come from the head coach. Um, I thought, you know. 
we missed Tarkovsky on the pitch, who might have, you know, had a bit of uh, shown a bit of character and told told people, um, come on, let's let's go on with this. But if the head coach is saying this, um, we are in a bit of uh, yeah issues, issues, issues. I think we're well. We're moving into the realms of farce. If if that is. Is exactly what he said because I I I don't know where you go from here with that. If that is what he said, in fact, where you go from is you say thanks very much, Lee. Okay, yeah. if you don't want the job at the end of the season, I'm afraid we're probably not going to give you the job now. See us through. See us through to Derby. Um, take the take the team up to Derby. Get what you can out of that, and then we've got two weeks to sort out somebody permanently who does want the job. Um, but, but to if be, but okay. But to be, I, mean, I don't know about the scenario. But maybe you know, Lee Carsley prefers to be a coach, a coach in the background, as opposed to a manager who's actually fronting fronting a team. You do find that a lot. Um, there's, 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 there's a you know a long, long line of uh, youth team coaches that um, through through whatever you know through circumstance, through just being in the wrong or the right place at the right time, they get a chance to become first team manager. I remember Gary Wadder at QPR, he had the most amazing job as you know head of their youth and then because of the farces that was happening on around him, he ended up being head coach and manager and it didn't work out for him, then he went to all the shot and now he's you know I'm not sure what he's doing now but he could have had a very cushy job for life as you know so sometimes you know you, you get thrust into into the sort of the thick of it um, and you have to you know you almost like you have to step up to the mark and sometimes you just actually like leave me alone just go and get someone else you know maybe that maybe that's what he's saying maybe he's you know it's not what he wants you know that I think I think that needs to be backed up by by second or third opinion by by but by the sound of it, um, in the morning, if that if that's if that's actually true, it's going to be all over the press. So um, we're just this is uh, the podcast, which will be going out at some time. So by the time you you actually uh, get this podcast, this information will be all out. But you know, Brentford is uh, is, is is a fantastic club because you just never know what to expect. Um, and we're sitting here in the middle of the podcast after the game. We've just lost against Birmingham City, but it's all uh, it's all over the press. Apparently, the guys are sitting down here, and uh, we, we're going to have to almost like ingest this and uh, and think about how we're going to deal with this. Probably on the train up to Derby. So I think the post match podcast at Derby is going to be very interesting. But for now, I think it's probably best for us to just sign off at this podcast because we've got enough information to go by. That's right. That's right. That's right. They're actually airdropping another manager in actually you know he's uh, he's been dropped in he's going to be here for tomorrow to take another trading session David, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but listen this is the besotted pride of west london podcast lots to think about um we're not as upbeat today as we normally are even though we've got beers down us just because um there's too much going on that we're absolutely and totally unable to comprehend but as we say this is brentford and we are different from all other teams and we do things differently so you know so 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 this will probably come out in in a way which will be so wonderful that we'll probably be champions league's winners in about three weeks time because uh, that's just how it happens but 
Besite.co.uk, check us out. Check out the post-match podcast on audioboom.com and stuff like that. Check out also um, Besotted 1992 is our videos. Um, you can uh, be on this podcast if you want to in the next few weeks by just tweeting us. Manager of the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can manage the club as they're saying. But yeah, just tweet us or come up to us in the pub or email us at besotted1992 at gmail.com or besotted.co.uk on Facebook. Just check us out and just say, look, I fancy being on this. It's good to get other voices on there. We're trying to be a bit more organised, so we're working on that. And uh, we're going to try and get some sort of vibe going by saying, come on, you bees, because we got Derby on Saturday, and uh, I'm still relatively confident that we can do something. So come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. You bees. You bees. <clears throat> bees. It didn't work quite well, but here we go. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.